Welcome back to our study of God's Word. We're continuing our study of the little book of 1 John, which is just really full of great truth for us, and it helps us to understand who we are as a believer and what the characteristics of a believer really are. And we're talking about the fact there are only two classes of people in the world, those who are children of God and those who are children of the devil. And nobody likes to feel like they're a child of the devil, but that simply means that we're not in God's family and we're not on God's side, but we're still at the point where we're running the show. And so I, I believe that even in churches, there may be a lot of people who've not really stepped across the line and surrendered their lives totally to Jesus Christ. And so it's really important that we know where we stand. Now, let's look back at uh, chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, and notice, first of all, the description of the children of the devil. Who is a child of the devil? The evil one. Let's examine that and see what the scriptures tell us, not what I think, not what you think, not what somebody says, but I think most people think that children of the devil are a violent, malicious, openly immoral people, those who would you would call wicked. It's true that the devil sometimes expresses his life in violence and in immorality and lawlessness, in defiance and hostility, and people who reflect that continually are certainly children of the devil. The Bible tells us that the devil goes about like a roaring lion, expressing himself as a lion in violent power. That's not the only way that the devil acts, though. The Bible also says that the devil is an angel of light. He can be suave and cultured and kindly and moral and respectable, even sweet at times. It's possible for a human being to reflect some of these characteristics and be equally the devil's child as someone given over to open violence. As we've already seen, this reflects our Lord's own teaching along this line. He said to the religious, moral, respected, and, res and respectable men of his day, you are of your father, the devil. They were appalled. They were taken aback. They were really angry. They said, our father is Abraham. He said, if Abraham were your father, then you would love me and you would hear me. But you are of your father, the devil, and you will be doing the works of your father. Jesus didn't pull any punches with the religious leaders of his day who were just going through religious forms and ceremonies and rituals and had no real faith in God and had not surrendered their lives to God and let him be the Lord and king of their life. So it's, it's we're children of the devil, then we have not come into that relationship where God has put us in his family and where we've received Christ and the Holy Spirit has come to live in us. Now, there are two phrases that we need to notice. The Bible says the devil has sinned from the beginning, or literally, the devil is sinning from the beginning. The second phrase occurs in the latter part of the verse, and it talks about the works of the devil. It's important that we should distinguish between the sin of the devil and the works of the devil because they're quite different. You see, notice first the sin of the devil. The sin of the devil dates back from the first when the devil became, when he first became the devil. God never created a devil or a Satan, nor did he ever create a fallen man or a fallen angel. But chiefly, he never created the fallen angel, the devil. He created a, be a being. The devil was an angel, uh, and he was a creature of beauty, glory, intelligence, and personality and responsibility. But as in the case of man, God gave him free will. 
It was the activity of that free will which decided to oppose God. He made a decision. He made a choice to oppose God. And he was thrown out of heaven and became the devil. The Lord is himself the authority who tells us that the devil doesn't abide in the truth. And he never stands in the truth. In Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14, five times, the, the day star from the Hebrew, Lucifer, the devil said, I will. Here was a glorious being who was not content with the glory that he had. In his own view, he was not glorious enough. He determined to be more glorious. And so he said, I will. He regarded God as an obstacle to his plans and no longer a necessity in his life. He set himself to become the equal of God, to become like the Most High. Thus, he set himself above the law and will of God and became a law unto himself. That's what lawlessness is, acting as though you are a law unto yourself with disregard for God's law or any other person or any other thing. You're going to do what you want, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. That's why John says, everyone who commits sin is of the devil because he's repeating his own limited area of experience. The the sin of the devil is living like the devil lives, for the devil lives as if he's God and lives as if he's totally independent of God and therefore can do whatever he wants to. Now, the works of the devil are different. They're a natural result of the sin of the devil. They're what inevitably follows that. Your sin is an attitude within the heart. It's an attitude of lawlessness that disregards the authority of God. But the works of the devil are the activities that result from that attitude. What are the works of the devil? John eight forty four tells us he was a murderer from the beginning and that he has nothing to do with the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 10 tells us that he's the thief who comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These are the works of the devil, murdering, lying, stealing. These are those who inevitably follow the sin of the devil. Whenever there's a rebellious attitude in the human heart toward authority and the will of God, then the works of the devil will follow. And morally, he steals away the blessing that God intended for man, peace and courage and love and joy and peace. And he never offers us anything that makes any difference. Physically, the devil attacks mankind by by destroying us through disease and death. Now, that that doesn't take away the fact that there's germs and bacteria, all kinds of things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact... He delights to ravage, to twist, to smash, to mangle. And he attacks men by lying to them. You see, most of the time, our battle with the devil is a battle of the mind, where the devil works to try to get us to make evil choices, bad decisions. And it's his, it's his business to tempt us in any way to cause us to doubt God and to adopt an attitude of rebellion against him. The answer to the sin of the devil And the works of the devil is the Lord Jesus Christ. John says, that's why Jesus came. He appeared for this person, purpose, I'm sorry, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to take away our sins and destroy the works of the devil. And the word destroy doesn't mean annihilate. Satan's still at work today. It means render inoperative, to rob of power. Satan has not been annihilated in the sense that he's no longer around. His power has been reduced. His weapons have been impaired. But he's still a mighty foe, and he's no match for us, but he's also no match for God. 
Well, he is a match for us, I mean, but he's no match for God. Let's remember that the child of the devil is someone who does the sin of the devil. This sin is to rebel against God. So today, let's determine that we're going to be what God wants us to be. And tomorrow, we'll look at what it really means to be children of God. God bless you. Have a great day.